Good morning, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy 2021. Uh, my name is Ethan Corder, and I'm the discipleship intern here at Roswell United Methodist Church. I'm halfway through my uh, Master of Divinity program at the Candler School of Theology, and that internship uh, is a big part of the program. So I've been at RUMC for about six months now, and in that time, I've uh, spoken with a few small groups. I've spoken on my personal faith story a few times. And I was even Joseph in the drive through nativity scene we did last week. Uh, that was a performance that last I've heard is being considered for a Tony Award this year. So let's keep our fingers crossed. Uh, but Marion and Melissa asked me if I would come deliver the message to y'all today. Uh, they said, if you're freaked out, let us know. We can pick a different day to do it. I said, I'm definitely freaked out. I've never preached before, uh, but that I would be happy to do it. Uh, so... If at any point today I stumble over my words or it looks like I'm lost, that means I probably am, so just bear with me. Uh, but what I'm going to be talking about today is the presence of struggle in our life, the presence of suffering, and how we can respond to those hardships in a Christian way by making lament a part of our prayer life. Uh, and I think in doing this, we can bring our sorrow to God uh, truly acknowledge the salvation we have in Jesus and place our trust firmly in God. I'm not going to be talking today about why evil exists. Uh, I'm not going to be attempting to make a defense of God in the face of, of bad things happening. Uh, I won't be talking about necessarily the theological purpose of our suffering. Uh, what I do intend to talk about, though, is our reaction and response to suffering. Uh, in other words, our, our orientation in the face of hardship. So I'll, I'll start off by saying something incredibly obvious. Uh, hard times are a part of life. It doesn't take us long to figure this out as human beings. We're told as children that life isn't fair, and our experiences seem to confirm this fact. Uh, bad things happen to good people. Good things happen to people that sometimes we feel don't deserve it. Uh, it's part of life, it's part of human nature, it's part of living as fallen creatures in a fallen world. I'll spare you talk of unprecedented times and the new normal. Uh, we all know that 2020 was a gut punch across the board. Uh, at this point, fancy words and comforting slogans uh, do little to help us heal or move forward. Uh, things that would bring us despair in a normal year seemed only to be magnified in 2020. Mental health collectively took a toll as we saw less and less of each other and struggled more and more with the loneliness of isolation. Alcoholism and substance abuse have skyrocketed as opportunities for socialization disappeared. More people than ever are attempting to navigate financial hardships uh, and record numbers of people are on things like unemployment, welfare, Food stamps, oftentimes people and families that have never had to utilize those services before. Uh, people have lost jobs and homes. Families have split up. Marriages have divorced. We've had people around us, friends, family, loved ones pass away this year, 2020. And all these things existed before last year, and unfortunately they'll be around long after. But with the pandemic looming ever-present in the background of our life, and all the other normal problems piled on top, well, it can feel like simply more than any one person can be expected to handle. And you know what? It is more than one person can handle. 
There's nothing wrong with putting stock in yourself. But when we think we can get through hard times like this simply by gritting our teeth and trusting in our own resilience, well, that's where we can get into trouble. So let's consider the ways that we typically respond to hardship in our life. Is our response directed inward towards ourself? Or is it directed outward towards God? One of these tends to feel much easier than the other. When we experience suffering, it's much easier to give in to those earthly feelings of anger and sadness and self-pity instead of bringing our despair to God in prayer. I've always thought of it like this. It's oftentimes so much easier to turn away from God when we suffer than it is to turn towards God in those hard moments. When you think about it, that's like living in a hospital as long as you're healthy and then leaving once you get sick. In those low moments, it can be so much easier to give in to our temptation to sin than it is to reorient ourselves towards God. When we profess ourselves to be Christians, though, it's precisely in those tough times when it's most important that we turn to and trust in God. The question at hand, though, is this. How do we balance the gratitude that we feel for the blessings that God does grant us with the honesty about the challenges that we experience? How do we maintain an authentic relationship with God even on the days when, frankly, it feels like life stinks? Because even, with the, even uh, as Christians, even with the good news that we know to be true, even with the salvation that comes with Jesus, those days still happen. I think, though, that we can get somewhere by looking to Scripture. And again, at the risk of stating something painfully obvious, the people in the stories of the Bible suffered tremendously as well. While they experienced all of the same issues that we still do today, death, sickness, financial issues, legal issues, family troubles, they also underwent many things that, God willing, we will never have to. Things like armies invading their homeland, their homes being taken or destroyed, family members being taken, entire populations exiled to new lands and sold into slavery. Again, these are things that thankfully most of us won't have to deal with, but all of these were very real threats to the lives of the ancient people of the Bible. One of the ways that I think the Bible can be viewed, and this goes for the whole Bible, but primarily the Old Testament, is as a record of human suffering and our response to that suffering. One of the main things that we can take away from these stories, though, is that even in the face of the monumental hardships that the Israelites and other groups in the Bible went through, time and time again we see them turn back to God. They express their trust in God. This occurs through something that we call a lament prayer. And we can define a lament prayer as an expression of our sorrow and pain towards God, a request for God's help in those hard moments, and finally, an acknowledgement of our trust and hope in God's deliverance. There are, of course, so many stories that we can look to to find a lament prayer. Uh, but first, let's look at one of the most well-known stories, not, in the, not only in the Old Testament, but in the entire Bible, and that's the story of Job. Job is described in the first verse of the book of Job as blameless and upright, one who feared God and turned away from evil. Even so, even in the light of uh, being blameless and upright, Job suffers monumentally. 
His home is destroyed. His crops are ruined. His children are killed. His, um, his house is destroyed. His health is taken away. Now, this is a man that's brought as low as he'd ever been brought before. And we can see his friends do oftentimes what we do in situations like that when a friend is struggling. They offer justifications and complaints, explanations for why Job might be suffering. But instead what Job does is attempt to continue his dialogue with God, even throughout the depths of his suffering. Throughout the book, Job laments constantly, praying for relief from his sorrow, honestly telling God how challenging his life has become, and constantly asking for God's help. But through all of this, he never fails to place his trust firmly in God. Not in himself, not with his friends' explanations or justifications, but in God. What's more is that there's an entire book of the Bible in the Old Testament uh, that's a compilation of all the ancient Israelites' prayers of lament, and we call this book Lamentations. The lament prayer, though, is, is not limited only to this one book. About a third of the prayers in the book of Psalms are lament prayers as well. And we'll consider one of those in particular in just a bit. Finally, we can look to a prayer from the New Testament as one of the central prayers of lament of our entire Christian faith. It comes from Jesus, and it's attested to in the Gospels of Matthew and Mark. In the climactic moment of the New Testament, really of the entire biblical narrative, as Jesus is dying on the cross, he says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Here we see that even Jesus laments his sorrow to God. This is an ultimate expression of honesty, an ultimate expression of trust. Jesus returns to God, his Father, our Father, in prayer at his most intense moment of earthly suffering. We all know what a turning inward in response to sorrow looks like. We might give in to our emotions, our temptations. But when we reorient ourselves and turn outwards and upwards in response to our struggles, we put our trust in our creator. We turn to God in this faithful tradition of a lament prayer and include God even in the lowest, most challenging moments of our life. What's more is that this expression of sorrow towards God is actually an act of praise. We express our trust in God by returning to God at our most vulnerable. The easiest metaphor, and because I'm using a human, uh, because I'm using human terms to help express our thoughts about God, this is an imperfect, imperfect metaphor. But the easiest metaphor is is one that's especially relevant in my life right now. Uh, I was just married about a month ago uh, to my beautiful. Wife Emily over here, and she loves all the attention, so everybody give her a big hand. Uh, but on the exceedingly rare occasion that Emily and I might get into a disagreement, which never happens, I do the typical guy thing and clam up, right? Instead of keeping lines of communication open and flowing, I tend to cut communication off. And I can tell you, that doesn't work in a human relationship, and it definitely doesn't work in our relationship with God either. Just like with our husbands or wives or boyfriends, girlfriends, 
we need to be honest about our thoughts and feelings with God. Not just the positive stuff or the happy things, but the bad or uncomfortable things too. Because not only are we there for each other through the good times and the bad times, but this act of honest expression, again, helps to highlight the trust that we place in each other. So while we can see that lament was a big part of the traditions of our faith, it doesn't seem like the prayer of lament has a big role in our faith life today in 2021. Why might that be? I think it has something to do with what we would call positive thinking. Obviously, everyone's familiar with this, and don't get me wrong, I'm not telling you to not think positively, but... uh, You know, there's nothing wrong with seeing the glass half full. There's nothing wrong with not wanting to wallow over a problem in your life. But where positive thinking can get us into trouble, I think, is when it forces us to be dishonest about the problems in our life and the thoughts and feelings we have in relation to those struggles. We really need honesty when it comes to these challenges because only then can we really appreciate and acknowledge the deliverance that God offers. In 2021, we're all going to face some form of hardship or adversity. But this year, as does every new day, presents us with a brand new, hope-filled opportunity to deepen our relationship with God. And as we begin this new year, my humble challenge to you as brothers and sisters in Christ is that when we do encounter suffering or challenges or struggling this year, let's not run from it. We're so prone to fleeing from discomfort, but when we ignore our suffering and the suffering of others, we fail to place our trust firmly in God, and we fail to appreciate the saving grace that is in God. Instead, this year, 2021, when we experience hardships, hard times, let's reorient ourselves towards God in moments of struggle. Make your sorrow a part of the honest relationship that you have with God, and in this way, you honor God and you praise God. I'd like to close this out with a quick prayer of lament, Psalm 13, and as I recite this prayer, let's try to listen to the initial expression of sorrow and pain, uh, followed by the honest request for God's help, and finally, the praise of and trust in God. Pray with me. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I bear pain in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all day long? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider me and answer me, O Lord my God. Give light to my eyes, or I will sleep the sleep of death, and my enemy will say, I have prevailed. My foes will rejoice because I am shaken. But I trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Amen. Folks, thank you for letting me come speak with you all this morning. I hope I can come back again at some point soon. Um, And I pray that we can all take the, the wisdom of the ancient tradition of the lament prayer with us into 2021. Thank you.